Okay, welcome to Tavern Talk on the Hot Eats Network. So this is a D&D related chat and we're all having a drink and we're all talking about nerd stuff. So hope you enjoy. Actually, I'm, I'm going to give him a second shout out. James mm-hmm. told to me once and he said the number one, if you don't have anything else about your character to decide it, yeah. decide their motivation. Yeah. Because that gives you loads. It literally gives you their personality, their character. It decides for you in a lot of cases how you're going to roleplay a, a, a combat, how you're going to roleplay a conversation. If you know the number one reason why your character exists and is in the game, you can take that a long way. Uh, and then afterwards think about, yeah, the, all of the excess stuff like, okay, who who is my family and, you know, um, what do I want to even look like? Which, you know, might, yeah. might be a mega part of your character, might not be. Mm. Um, but yeah, motivation above and beyond anything else that's helped me create so many more characters that are actually genuinely interesting as well, rather than just, you know, I'm here to adventure, but I don't quite know why. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, that's like, okay, it's a very two-dimensional character. So, yeah. The classic version of motivation is the tragic backstory. Yep, revenge. Always revenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but again, it's about how you do it. it. something funny or different, can't you? Just because you've got a tragic backstory, it doesn't mean it's always got to be like the same tragic backstory like you can there's so many different ways you can sell it isn't there mm. and make it interesting for your character I, and for everyone I think I've only got one character with a tragic backstory is that Morfril? Morfril yeah <laughs> well mm. tragic he's Morfril well. yeah. there he is never heard mm. of him I know oh, yeah. um, yes. I'm the opposite in that Binks is my only character that doesn't have a tragic backstory um, and I very intentionally did that because I didn't <laughs> want another character with a tragic backstory. But it's just really easy to be like, ah, oh, my parents and dad, and I want revenge for everything rather than actually <laughs> writing something intelligent. It's um, mysterious, though. Yeah, mysterious there's nothing back- wrong. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with a tragic backstory either. Like you know, that a lot of main characters in shows have tragic backstories for yeah. a reason. It's because it's interesting. Like I'm yeah. sure there's yeah. a, like a group of D and D adventurers out there. That are called like the orphans or something. Because <laughs> it'll be like, you know, oh, my parents were killed, and that's why I'm in. The next one's like, well, my parents were also killed. It's like, come on. Well, it, they don't it... realise that they all had the same parents. <laughs> <laughs> we were too young. <laughs> We've gone from the orphans to the triplets. <laughs> and that's how you write a one shot. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, yeah, backstories can be multiple things, can't they? They can yeah, be tragic. Mm-hmm. They can be mysterious. They can be like whimsical. Um, but again, as long as they tie in with like who you are fundamentally and your motivation, like, well, great, absolutely great. Yeah. Um, I think we had a question from Katie uh, on Instagram. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Katie. But I was also going to say, just on the orphan and triplets thing, we've <laughs> just done. <laughs> oh yeah. No, oh no. We've just done a um, a one shot where two of our characters Ugh. were orphans and they were twins. Mm-hmm. But one was a goblin and the other one was a half orc. <laughs> and they believed that they looked exactly like each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was clear, like, we didn't even tip, we didn't really work out, like, properly the backstory because it's just a one shot. Yeah, it was. But it was yeah. like, well, if we get asked about it, we'll just make up something about, like, that we grew up in the same orphanage, but we were always told that we were so alike that we're twins. Yeah, no we, one we had, even we questioned it. Yeah, no, 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 like, <laughs> we literally planned like our birthdays and stuff like that. Like we were going to tell everyone we were twins, but we were going to have different birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> for um, anybody who's listening, by the way, they did this for my first ever time DMing, <laughs> and they gave themselves really similar names as well. So it was oh, so yeah. confusing. So I was the goblin, and I was um, Big Tim. 
and I was the orc and I was little Jim. <laughs> Even we got confused on yeah, the day. Oh <laughs> God, it was so confusing. It was funny though, it was really clever. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, what we did was we um, did something very tactical, but not in a, not in a like, what's the word for it? Like a, a tanky or a min-max way. We did it kind of the opposite, where yeah. our, our class and our race or species as it'll be in one D D were kind of like opposites. <laughs> like, you know, I was really small and so you don't get bonuses to things like strength as a as a no. goblin, but I was trying to be a, a fighter. Like I could have done it I could have done it worse. I could have done like a barbarian or whatever. Um, I but I purposefully <laughs> played backwards to class and race to make it funnier, you know. Yeah. I had the big great sword, didn't I? Uh, as this and tiny goblin, this little tiny short sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we just, again, that was the point. And what were the names of those swords? Um, oh. Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but and but I think, fused together. <laughs> but I think that's another tiny potential piece of advice if people are struggling. Like, who is my first ever character going to be? Like, be the Goliath who's massive, but instead of smashing things, which is very stereotypical, um, why don't you be a, a Goliath wizard? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it can create those interesting moments in, like, a tavern where it's like, oh, somebody challenges the group to an arm wrestle and they pick out the Goliath saying, like, oh, you look the strongest. Um, but you're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, or, or you try and, like, swindle him with playing with Mage Hand or something. Like, you know, it's you can make character interesting that way, the, I think. the best stories. Those are the best stories. Come yeah. I'd probably say like don't, random ones. don't play an elephantine rogue, though, because that doesn't work. Honky Tonk. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. A Loxodon. A Loxodon rogue. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding behind a barrel like, you can't see me. <laughs> you were, like, 20 foot tall you were trying to hide behind a barrel. Just oh, two like... massive ears sticking out of the barrel. <laughs> 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 but I picked that to be funny. Yeah. I just picked it because yeah. I thought, oh god, the best thing you do say is you like, can I hide? And I was like, where? <laughs> where? Where are you gonna hide? You're in a market store <laughs> in the middle of daylight. This is dragon over head. He's a rogue. <laughs> the master so, of disguise. So we had a question from Katie on Instagram, and she specifically, by the way. Thanks for the question. I uh, yes. really appreciate you. One of our biggest fans. Yeah, I love you, Katie. Um, and uh, she specifically asked a question about backstories. I can't remember it word for word off the top of my head right now, but it was something to do with where do you get an inspiration for a backstory? I don't know. I think um, my inspirations for backstories have all come from very different places. Um, so I kind of briefly mentioned before that I wrote things specifically to not be a tragic backstory, but I still wanted her to be really interesting um, and kind of find out why was she doing something like she was on like a, a quest. Um, so the kind of rough outline of Binks without going into it too much um, is that she is a forest gnome, but she was raised by elves. Um, so she, the whole point of her backstory is she wants to know where she came from. She, she you know, she knows that they aren't necessarily her real parents. She knows she's not an elf. Um, so she wants to kind of find more more people like her and where she came from. I suppose it's essentially Tarzan, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> where the people like me. Um, but yeah, so that's that's her backstory, um, just based on the fact that I didn't want it to be tragic. Whereas 
someone like Trida is just very, very typical, tragic backstory. Parents were unalived. Um, and she wants revenge on the world, but then actually found an unlikely group of travellers and has decided that she actually quite likes friends and it's nice, but she'd never tell them that. Um, I'll comment as the DM on um, Binx's backstory because I'm the DM in that campaign and basically... Oops. <laughs> I'm the DM in that campaign. <laughs> um, basically, Ash came to me with this backstory and, and specifically told me, I don't want this to be tragic. So... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an, uh, sorry, I'm a gnome raised by elves and kind of like, that's all I know. Like, it's not like I, you know, know my parents were slaughtered or whatever. It's like, it's a mystery. And so as a DM, I had to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and I'm still doing that. And mm-hmm. there are still things that like Ashley doesn't know about Binks and her backstory, but I do as the DM and that's I'm cool. trying to weave that into the story. You know, your parents told you that you were, uh, a shooting star mm-hmm. that kind of like fell and that's where they, they went to the crater they found you um, and I, I made that story by the way before I even saw Rings of Power <laughs> before anyone says it um, and, uh, that's like so wholesome as well knowing Binks like yeah. as we do that's so cute yeah, yeah so she was a falling she was a, a shooting star yeah so, so the whole the whole point of it is like you know I, I wrote a, a little bit of backstory on who her parents are as well um, so she was raised by two female elves um, who basically had always wanted a baby and, and never had one and they saw a shooting star one night and then that was kind of their their gift and it was Binks so um, kind of from Binks's backstory point of view she wouldn't actually know what that was why she ended up there like her parents don't really know um, and yeah. that's just kind of how they found her so I think that's quite nice in that I don't know that as a person because um, it doesn't influence any of the decisions that I make because yeah. um, I don't I don't know what happened and my character wouldn't know yeah that makes sense actually mm. Um, just on that as well um, Alan had just commented saying that he has listened to the podcast so he's got through all four parts of Mutilated Mansion the other night um, whilst his 18 month old had him up through the night um, <laughs> so, congratulations on, on the 18 month old baby um, that's on the sex <laughs> um, we're really glad that you like the podcast Alan um, hopefully yeah. you'll manage to listen to a couple of the others and enjoy those as well yeah thanks Alan we appreciate you that's uh, that's made my Christmas actually. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's really, yeah. Nice. That's really like, cool. Thank that was you. Our, our first attempt at really properly doing it, so it's good to know that somebody as experienced as Alan in D and D really likes it. Yeah. So, so we, we've got the winter game as well, the Merry Wintermas. <laughs> if you're feeling a bit Christmassy still, um, which is three parts, so uh, yeah, treat yourself to that. But then, as of kind of next week, we're starting uh, in size campaign. Yes. Yeah, um, um, so Alan's daughter. If you're listening, if you want to just cry through the night a little bit tonight, so that you can you can <laughs> listen to some more podcasts. Alan, <laughs> Alan, uh, if you let us know what your daughter's name is, I will write her an NPC in the oh, campaign, cute. and then you'll have to listen in to find out when she pops up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 I like it. Um, cool. So, so about, but just on the backstories and like not knowing stuff as well. We did that with your first character as well. Yeah, there's still stuff I don't think yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it was like um, it was very much you just created a character and wanted to play. Yeah. And then it kind of like we didn't even know if it was gonna we were gonna enjoy it together as a group, and, it, mm. and then we did. Um, but you basically let me do Damon's backstory. I was like, yeah, you got a sister and a family. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just like, she's just a little bit gothy and a bit of a runaway, Uh, was a noble high elf or something, and she got chucked out of the family because she was drunk all the time. Uh, I made a pact with a fiend. 
Yeah. And that was literally all I had. Yeah, and, and then we've got Athens as well, <laughs> who you really like, you just lived a sheltered life, didn't you, under the water? Yeah, so. Yeah, Athens is pretty much like uh, <laughs> based on a popular film about a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> the massive mermaid! The massive mermaid, yeah. yeah, the minuscule mermaid. Um, yeah, her backstory is pretty much based like that. So, Athens is a triton, um, so she is kind of from underwater so I did do a bit of reading about tritons and and how they kind of typically act according to kind of D&D rules um, and they think of themselves pretty highly anyway so they think of themselves better than kind of land people um, so I incorporate that into her personality like she very much thinks she's better than everybody she's so great I love that <laughs> so much you got shot down in the first half and you went into no she loves it though she loves it so fish yeah, <laughs> everyone shouts about the fish lady um, obviously as like kind of portraying her as a freak but Athens just loves you, like, herself so much like so well yeah so she really enjoys it so but you're the only character in my campaign that is not from Altium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the the whole point of her is, like, you know, she was kind of like a princess, but didn't really want to be, um, so she trained as a fighter. Um, there's a bit of backstory about some sort of tragic murder um, in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, she left kind of the the underwater realms um, due to some blood, bad blood between families and yeah she's just trying to kind of make a life for herself she's she's pretty neutral to be honest um, but she kind of believes in the greater good um, the greater good <laughs> <laughs> so with her being a fighter she's kind of there to do, to do what she thinks is right what she thinks is the just thing to do rather than a goody two shoes and we also named now an iconic cocktail after her in near enough oh, every single campaign martinis. that we do. Seaweed martini. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. salty, but... Sweet but salty. <laughs> Salty-like personality. Yeah. <laughs> and what about everyone else? Like, where'd you get inspiration from? So we've had a, um, a, you know, a story that already exists and you kind of fit your character into that. And we've had what you want the personality to be. Like, any any more variety than that? Um, like, personal hobbies. So, like, Betty she's born out of me oh. baking and I never thought of that yeah, <laughs> why didn't I think of that literally <laughs> like because I like to bake and I was kind of trying to think of a barbarian because I've never played a barbarian before I'd always pick spellcasters um, and I was like how can I make this funny and totally the opposite of a barbarian personality and then I was like what if she's like cute and wholesome and that's how Betty the, the baking barbarian was born and I kind of based her then loosely off Mary Berry mm. um and yeah, so it got, just came out of purely just thinking of something that I liked and working with it and making yeah. it stupid. I can definitely see that though, because like that's kind of that's the whole point in like Bloody Mary, like yeah. for, for anyone that's listening, I work in a bat cave. Um, so, um, yeah, I work at a zoo, um, and yeah, I spend quite a lot of time with like fruit bats and stuff like that, and they do have their own little funny personalities, and they also have a lot of misconceptions about them. People always think that bats are bad, so no. that was the whole point of. Well, they just 
fly around with the massive They're great. Dicks <laughs> they <laughs> do, yeah. That's what we know now. Um, <laughs> but the whole point of Bloody Mary was like everyone kind of assumed that she was a vampire bat and that she drank blood and all that kind of stuff, but she was just a fruit bat out <laughs> to have a good time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can definitely see the kind of your motivations coming from your hobbies or what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, like all of my characters are like animals. All of them. It's always going to be a mm. thing because I can never play a campaign where an animal appears and my character's not going to want to run at them. So. <laughs> to give them a hug. Yeah. <laughs> so I might as well incorporate it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's where the professor's backstory comes from um, because I was, I'm a wannabe academic. So I was like, what would I, what would I personally do if I was in a fantasy world? I'd go out there to learn things like learn new magic. Um, with that being said, that character's never going to exist again. And neither is Morthril. Um, no. I don't think so. Um, if if he does, if, if the professor does, uh, it'll just be one shots and things. And, yeah. And therefore, backstory doesn't matter. Yeah. So, well, do you want another professor's backstory? Not in this know. podcast. Yeah, let's do it. I want to do I want yeah, to do a full yeah. I'd love to know his fault. Actually, no, I just want to know what off podcast. So we just don't record this. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. you can do it. You can't. You can. um, no, I want, no, Alan has also replied, um, though, so he doesn't need the sleep. That's fair, Alan. We'll <laughs> let you off. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can find another time to listen to it. And Robin Willow is such a beautiful yeah, name. That's, that's going to be so easy to put into a D and D campaign. Yeah. She yeah. always sounds like a mythical elf. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Fairy. What race would you like her to be? <laughs> yeah. Let us, let us let know. And, and so I might get Dean him. just to message you, and you can just write up an NPC for it, and I'll put it in. That'd be yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay, so what do you want? Do you want to know the professor's backstory or just not? I don't know. I I do, but I don't at the same time. Let's just do it because we can do all of our characters. No, I, I mean him. as a person, I don't know if I want to know it. Well, it's Get not going to exist. Professor. It's not going to exist in a you, game again. I could tell you Harrow's. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because none of you have figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked. Well, yeah. No one asked. No one cared. Let's do. I got. I got backed into a corner. I love <laughs> Tell me your backstory. Okay, do. That's because you were shady. Harrow yeah. is honest. I'm broke. Harrow is honest. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name though. So you, you, you're going to have to use the name, Dean. Um, but yeah. So Harrow. Uh, started out as like a character that I wasn't really sure how to play but wanted to play a necromancer because it was cool um, so she is a half elf wizard um, but it turned out that she was actually half drow so dark oh, elf nice. yes um, classic tragic backstory um, in that her dad was a drow um, so dark elf and her mum was human um, she didn't have a, a ton of memories but she remembers kind of fond things that she did with her mum like going to the bakery and that kind of stuff um, but her dad left when she was younger um, but basically there was kind of a big battle between her mum and her dad and her dad didn't agree with the fact that her mum was a normal person and he was obviously quite evil being a drow as they typically are um, and he ended up uh, as he was a magic user um, killing her mum with a really powerful spell and he assumed that he'd killed Harrow at the same time but hadn't um, so Harrow's whole motivations is that she basically just wanted to stay under the radar she didn't want revenge she didn't want to go and find her dad she didn't want to go and find anything to do with it she just wanted to stay under the radar live a quiet life get by by any means possible um so when the rest of the gang kind of met her she was like helping some drug dealer um she was just doing whatever she needed <laughs> to do to get by yeah she was a spice dealer um 
do whatever she needed to do to get by without anybody knowing um, who she was. So Harrow's real name wasn't Harrow. Um, she was called <gasps> um, Mia. Was it Mia Varna Mortalis? Mm. Was sure, her real sure. name? Um, was her name. So, oh. oh my god, she was going by a different name of Mia Varna Mortalis. Um, oh, that is cool. such a cool name. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool <laughs> name. Um, which was her father's surname. Right. Um, and Sai, I don't know if you remember from playing a one-shot about any bad guy that was called Mortalis. <laughs> so, Mortalis. you were there, Andy was there, Greg was there, um, who else did we have? There was a couple of others. But, but I, was, I ran it. You were? And it's where um, there was the bad guy who was basically, long story short, kind of like vampiric. And he was a drow, and he basically turned up to a town. That's so cool. Um, warned, no, what did he do? Warn them beforehand that the um, like baby eaters are coming uh, from my campaign, and that if they wanted to survive, they should basically like kill themselves, kind of thing. And he's a necromancer, and they would, he would raise them because the baby yeah, eaters went to that town. Everyone was dead. Yeah, yeah, and the baby eaters wouldn't touch like rotten flesh and things like that. So that was Harrow's dad. My so favourite yeah, so thing that, about that is Sai's face. So that whole one shot was written about Harrow's dad. Didn't I play Morphle in that one shot? Uh, maybe. Maybe. That means it's more fucked up than normal. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, but yeah, basically that whole one shot was based around Harrow's dad. Um, what the fuck? So that's why she's a necromancer. So like before everything went south with her dad, he had started teaching her spells and stuff. Um, and then her kind of motivation for continuing to be a necromancer was that when she was little, she didn't really understand the kind of raising dead and she wanted to use it to kind of bring her mum back or mm. to save people and... So this is what we also... In my mind, it's just been absolutely <laughs> fucking wrong. This is what we actually like to do as a group, because, like, yeah, we play for fun, but behind the scenes, like, we like to weave these complicated and, and really kind of, like, nuanced stories together. And so, like, when I'm writing my campaign, I also like to include other things in there, like from your campaign, you know, from the wider world, um, and also from characters that exist in, in other people's campaigns. So, like... Yeah, some of the names and things match. Um, That's cool. And, yeah. And there was also a um, there was a picture. He had like a pocket um, pendant thing mm. at the end was on his body. Um, and that in, wasn't a picture of yeah. Harrow, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. And inside, there was a note. You've been as That's sick. There was a note inside there saying something like, you know, my dear Mia, or whatever she was mm-hmm. called. Like, See, that um, wouldn't have even computed. No, exactly. Like, until... I, I'm, I'm sorry for everything I've done and blah, blah, blah. And it was a picture of, like, Harrow, her mum and dad. Yeah. So, like... You can be, you can have fun in your games. You can have stupid games, but also like have See, these. But these of, are the moments where it's like, what? Yeah, but like, what? imagine if we eventually played that out at the table. That would be like a phenomenal, a big thing. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, yeah, um, sick. So, speaking of uh, campaigns that are linked, <laughs> the professor's backstory. <laughs> um, it's not going to be anywhere as good as that, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know. <laughs> He thinks his dad. <laughs> Just before Morphle we go into that, Mando Crits has shared our live, so thank you very much for the share. Mando, nice. Chris, Mando. Nice. Man like Mando. Mando as in, Mando. Mando as in like Mando. Mandalorian. 
Don't maybe. I don't know. They're still That's watching, so maybe no. not. Mando, Chris, what's the backstory behind your name? <laughs> Please tell me it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> if you want to know anything D&D related, just ask. We'll get onto it in a minute. Um, yeah, so the professor's backstory. Um, essentially, imagine a school like Hogwarts, but it doesn't yet exist. And so the professor was a very young uh, boy in a town called Mayafell. And... Um, there wasn't a mages guild or school and he wanted to learn more um, him and his best mate, a guy called Oswald um, who are named after the British fas- fascist uh, Oswald Mosley uh, for those that care <laughs> and that's that will give you a clue about what type of person he is later um, the professor and Oswald basically decided to start a school together um, Hogwarts-esque um, except that Oswald was interested in dark magic is interested in all magic nice. and it's like the you know I want all of the power of magic not some of it and the pref- professor was very kind of good willed and si- sort of like I get what you're going at but it's dangerous and they ended up falling out and the professor uh, in order to basically stop Oswald um, he, he set him up in the library of the school that we'd set up so he trapped him there and he burnt down the library um, and killed Oswald. Did and you kill him? Is he actually dead? Is he the well, library? Well, I left that. Uh, <gasps> is he the library? No, is he? No, no. Oh, uh, oh. I, I left that in the decision of the DM whether he was dead or not. Um, but the professor was always plagued by this memory of him basically killing his best mate. Um, and so, if you remember, in the campaign, he basically um, wiped his own memory. Yes, that was that little moment that we that shared, wasn't it? The, yeah, so I took yeah. a, like a vision of myself kind of out, and it was a young version of the professor, uh, the version that had killed his best mate, and I got rid of it. And so the professor erased his own knowledge of his backstory. Yeah. Um, Why did professor like become so bitter towards the end? Because he became a bit, yeah, he did. A bit of an asshole like, yeah. at points. Uh, yeah, well, it was just because... Especially because Jasper was there and he was like... He yeah. was fuming about everything. Yeah, well, I just got rid of some some elements of his personality that would be associated with him as a young man. And, like, right, okay. you know, like, he was, if you notice at one point, he was very kind of like... My school of magic is the best. Yes, we and remember then, that one. <laughs> yeah, and then he changed, and then he was like using other things like transmutation and yeah. and liking it. Um, but it's because Pushing he kind of got mate had died twice. Yeah, he kind of got rid of his own. Yeah, <laughs> the world was on his shoulders. Yeah, he kind of got rid of his own memory of him, himself as a young man, and mm. that's what had changed. Yeah. But yeah, it could have ended up that like Oswald was going to appear somewhere and be like, "You, um, oh, so his name was um, Artemis." Um, it wasn't Fluxus. His name wasn't Professor Fluxus. He made it up. Oh, wow. Um, he made up the title. My life is a lie. Yeah, he made None of you ever bothered to ask. <laughs> he, he made up the title. Well, you did ask, actually, at one point. You said, yeah. is your name Professor Fluxus? And he said, yeah, because he genuinely thought his name was. But actually... We even insight check that shit. Yeah, I know, Yeah, but, because he thought... No one asked Harrow. I'd literally deleted my own, What if like, you knew Professor name? Fluxus was? No, his name was real. <laughs> um... Yeah, his name was... It's something really convoluted. I have it on my phone somewhere, but it's it's like uh, Artemis Magnus um, Resiege something. Jesus, no wonder you want to And basically... <laughs> um, Did you base that off Percy frigging thingy-majigging? That, that, like, that complicated. No, no. Do you remember 
back in Mayafell in my campaign. So yes. in my campaign, there's a city called Mayafell, the city of the sun. So the professor's um, from your camp, like your he's world. From my campaign. world. That's just insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the Mages Guild? Yeah. The Wanderers of the Fourth Dimension. Yeah. And do you remember the guy who was in charge of the Mages Guild? The dude with the starry sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Orator, Resiege, um, whatever he was called. Yeah. That's the professor's dad. Yeah. What? what? So, so if you notice, I saw that memory of your dad as well, didn't I? Yeah, because he he in the in the memories he was a clockmaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, so he's he's like, his whole magic is about controlling time. When we when like we as like that group come through your campaign, is the professor alive? Is he younger? Is no. he older? Or no, is it's kind of alive kind of yet? running in conjunction with my world. And so the professor's in another world at the same time. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? So his, How did he end up in that world then? I'd not quite worked that out. No. Yeah, yeah. That was the boff. <laughs> I know, yeah. I thought but, you were like your dad and sent you and, I can't, and, like. and I've got an idea about how, but I can't tell you too much about it because it, it opens up more secrets about my mm-hmm. campaign, about how to travel between worlds and stuff. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, basically that was his dad, this oh, guy who was God. like a clockmaker whilst the professor was a kid. And then he started messing around with like more complicated magic and, ch- and changing time and things like that, and going back in time and all that type of thing. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, the professor disappeared after the whole uh, killing his mate. Um, fucking cool. And kind of just lost touch with his dad. His mum was a alchemist, um, but I'd not wrote much about her. It was more about like who his dad was. But yeah, his dad was still alive. Still is alive. That's fucking mental. Mm. If it makes you feel better, Sim's name was her actual name. So. <laughs> no, I feel like I was the shadiest character. And I told you everything. <laughs> yeah, I did, for a yeah. long time, you were definitely the shadiest character. Yes, yeah. but that's like 101 for rogues. Here's a, here's like a, an easy way to get around the backstory, and this is this is how I did mine with Sim. Was that basically like she just didn't remember her backstory yeah. because yeah. she was yeah. traumatized by it. Um, and it's because I'd kind of not really had a proper backstory. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, again, I just picked a character that I thought was cool to play and went with it. And it was only really more recently that we were developing it. Um, so we kind of went with the fact that she'd had this massive trauma, blocked all of her bad memories out, and they were slowly coming back in little fragments throughout the more recent um, sessions that we were doing. That's cool. Which is why... Mm the times where you guys would say something and she'd like freak, freak out, out. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. triggered yeah basically. absolutely PR triggered yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I just didn't have one I just pretended to have forgotten it yeah. <laughs> I made it up as I went a lot well that's a legit method to yeah. have a backstory do you want to yeah. know like actually what it what it's going to be I mean definitely yeah. definitely yeah. didn't steal it from Stranger Things at all definitely definitely wasn't based on Eleven and she was not <laughs> experimented on as a changeling because no one knew what they were and she didn't have a um, this slave owner guy who sold her and she called him Papa and wow. <laughs> could have at least called him Daddy <laughs> I just wanted really yeah. I didn't want to be like Daddy Daddy yeah. Daddy yeah. so I just ripped off Stranger Things but yeah she basically because changelings are kind of rare and a bit weird and yeah. look like Voldemort um, she was like experimented on and people wanted like her DNA to be able to like change stuff and they'd experiment by like doing things to her to see like how much it hurt or if it could like stop her changing and stuff like that 
that's cool. Yeah, you're in this, right? So that's uh, that's probably the easiest bit of backstory advice. Just have amnesia. Have amnesia. <laughs> have amnesia. And then as you think of stuff, it comes back to you in fragments. Yeah, yeah it's like oh, this person uh, <laughs> brings a horse in front of you. I remember that. I actually really love horses. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a pet horse and it was pink and it. It reminds me just of Sassy. It's called Tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mando Crit's name is because of the man- Mandalorian and Crits, which I really enjoy. Nice. We do also love Crits. Yes. I thought you said Crits for a minute there. I was like, whoa. Wow. That's a female Mandalorian. Crits and Clits. Crits. Oh my god, Maybe we could name an episode after that. Yeah, we're missing out on a trick here, guys. Yeah. 